You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. I'm happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. I hope you're having a great Thursday so far. Obviously, it's been a wild 24 hours if you live in the world of politics, sports, mixtures, sticking to sports, all that good stuff. We saw NBA last night. It was hard to watch and play because we know there are so many emotions running high after the Breonna Taylor incident. So I obviously think that it's time we just start talking about voting a little more. And I don't think that's the only solution to having things change, but it's a start. And so voting starts at the local level. So you're going to hear from Coach Brown and Coach Williams. If they, if nobody else can get to you, damn it, I hope Coach Mac Brown from UNC football and Coach Roy Williams from UNC basketball can pour into you and just let you know how serious this election is, right? I, if nobody else. I know Roy. I trust Roy to get it done. Bill Reset joins the show from Locked on Panthers. He's going to talk to me about Trey Boston. Really excited just to have that conversation of that intertwined, how we all were struggling with Trey back in Carolina days and now joining the Panthers, how the Panthers defense has had a rough go these past two games of the NFL season so far. Finally, just the idea is that I can't stick to sports. I'm going to try my best, but as a black woman doing this radio thing, it would be rude of me not to use my platform for good. So if you decide to click off past then that is totally fine with me. But guess what? I'm going to talk about it because that's just who I am and what I stand by. So let's get it popping, right? I am having the best time talking to y'all about Carolina football and basketball. I think it's great that, you know, we have the opportunity to get excited for our teams and just share in the fact that Carolina football is finally something to talk about and Mac Brown has brought this team back to something noteworthy and in the news and we're just you know we're really trying to push forward as we focus getting ready for Boston College we're going to talk about that next week how we would have game plans how Mac Brown's talking about resetting and refocusing and essentially the season starts over for them because they got two weeks off and now they have to try and focus on you know preparing those guys to get mentally involved when they know full well they could go through another week of practice and preparation and their game could be canceled. That's just the reality of the 2020 season. They know they're appreciating every game they can get. So we're happy with the 1-0 start. If we stay with 1-0, it'll be tough. But, hell, you look at places like Houston, who've had four opening season opening games dates, but they couldn't play a game so far because all of their opponents have had to postpone or cancel. So we're counting our blessings over here. Just one game will survive, I'm sure, and we'll get to play Boston. All things considered, good vibes and good energies we're throwing out. But Mac is more than just about X's and O's. He's also about doing good in the community. And this is what he decided to go with in in ensuring that people vote. He and Coach Roy Williams made a voter registration video and voter playbook to help North Carolina voters, especially get to the polls and make sure that early vote or absentee ballot. So let's take a listen to this now. Roy Williams, basketball coach at the University of North Carolina. Hi, I'm Mac Brown, head football coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. And I'm here today to help you get registered to vote. I'll be ready to cast my vote. I hope to see you there. I can't wait 
to cast my ballot this year. If you want to vote in the general election on November 3rd, the deadline to register is October 9th. Or you can register in person up until October 31st. But why push it? Let's just do it now. First, head to North Carolina Board of Elections website at ncsbe.gov. When you're there, click on register to vote. Here, you can print a registration form to send by mail, or you can register to vote online. To complete your voter registration, you need one of these forms of ID. And don't forget to check all the requirements for voting. If you want to vote by mail this year, you can. Any voter in North Carolina can request an absentee ballot. Here's how to do it. Go back to ncsbe.gov. Under that voting drop-down, click on Vote by Mail. There you can request an absentee ballot or print off an absentee ballot request form. You can submit that form by email or fax. You can send it in the mail or you can hand deliver it to your county board of elections. The deadline to request your absentee ballot is October 27th. But don't put it off. Once you receive the absentee ballot, be sure to fill it out and send it back ASAP. There's something else that you have to remember. If you're voting by mail, your ballot must be signed by you and one witness. The state is advising that your witness can maintain a safe social distance, which could even include using a window to get their signature. Your absentee ballot must be postmarked by November 3rd to be counted. If you don't want to risk potential post office delays, you can also hand deliver your completed absentee ballot to your local county Board of Elections, but no later than November 3rd. Unless you're a first-time voter in North Carolina, you should not be required to show an ID when voting. But it doesn't hurt to bring one of these forms of ID with you just in case. Now, if you really don't want to wait until Election Day to go to the polls, North Carolina offers in-person early voting. That's from October 15th to October 31st. So you heard it from your favorite coaches. It is time to get out there and vote. I'll have Bill Reset next on Locked on Tar Heels. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. All right, now we have Bill Rossetti to talk to me about locked on Panthers, more so Carolina a little connection there with Trey Boston. I want to get into that because a lot of y'all have had some flack for Trey for a very long time. But more importantly, I have a fellow Carolina basketball fan with me. Bill, how are you? I'm good, Candace. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Good to finally talk to you. Of course, of course. It's just we got to make this Carolina connection when we can because Carolina has been, been a little struggle right now in the Charlotte world, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty crazy down there, you know, but I, I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, the Panthers are definitely on the rise. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, the Hornets got that fresh new look. So excited to see them, uh, you know, even in the college area, at least North Carolina football back on the rise and hopefully basketball has a, a bounce back season after struggling next season or struggling last season but technically their tournament streak is still intact because there was no <laughs> tournament last season yeah, absolutely we can all thank the lord for that now you're a basketball fan so tell me who might be in like your starting five or at least who you would have on like an all-star team for carolina hoops oh that's a good question i mean obviously you got to start with mj i mean there's absolutely. you know no that, that's obviously number one uh I don't know. That's that's such a good question. Vince Carter, just for his excitement. I mean, Vince Carter was always fun to watch. I mean, it's, it's just crazy to think how long he was in the league. And then, right. uh, you know, he had a really solid career at UNC. Uh, I was a big Sean May fan back in those days. Oh, yeah. Um, so many other guys. Psycho T was uh, <laughs> a, a huge, I, I was a huge fan of uh, Tyler Hansborough. I mean, you know, how could, how could we forget the the classic game against Duke where he has the busted nose and he just fights through it because he's just a, a monster. And then just so many. And then even just recently, I mean, you know, Cody Johnson was, was really good. And I, I don't know, that's a, that, that's a tough question. That, that's yeah, a really right. good one. But um, I mean, I, M, MJ and Vince Carter to me are definitely two of the, two of the top guys on there. And then, yeah, it's, that that's a good one that, that's something i'd have to sit and think about I, I really like that no you're good so we talk about mj and he's had an extremely busy time in charlotte what are your thoughts on his newly acquired nascar team yeah how about that him and uh, <laughs> denny hamlin getting together to to start a nascar team and bubba wallace being their first driver and, you know I, I think there was some rumblings that he was looking to get into nascar and obviously he's been supporting bubba wallace through uh through all this and you know a lot of us have too I certainly have as well so it's exciting to see um you know a brand new team and um I mean you can't go wrong having a guy like Denny Hamlin as you know your kind of co-owner there Denny Hamlin we know has been very successful in NASCAR uh, still going strong in the playoffs so to have a guy like Denny Hamlin I decide to really help get him into the into the world of nascar and then the solid driver i mean bubba wallace you know has has run pretty well so far in nascar in such a short time so really excited to see what this team can do uh once they really get going full-time i think it's going to be fun to watch no doubt now charlotte sports has had an interesting turn of events especially the last few years in change in leadership with the panthers how impressed have you been or skeptical were you by david tepper so far yeah david tepper really has uh has been putting his handprints all over this franchise really trying to get away from the uh the jerry richardson era and a lot of the changes have been really great you know he's uh he's been upgrading facilities and whatnot he's building a new training camp site so you know unfortunately they're going to be leaving wofford soon but uh they're going to have a, a nice new facility down in uh, rock hill south carolina mm -hmm. probably starting in 22 uh, obviously they uh they got rid of the statue after everything that went on and you know he's completely remade he's helped remake the roster as well and he obviously had a hand in bringing in matt rule which I think ultimately is going to turn out to be a really good move. I think long-term uh, there's going to be a, a lot of stability with, uh, with this coaching staff and this roster. So uh, really excited to see the, the, the strong changes that David Tepper has made, you know, finally getting a shot at a, at owning an NFL team. Of course he had a, he had previously had a, mi a minority stake mm -hmm. with the Steelers, but now he's really getting to be kind of full go on his own. And I think we've already seen a lot of, really good results because of that. 
Absolutely. He definitely seems like a more patient owner than most in giving coach absolutely long extension. Absolutely. You know? I mean, you don't, you, you don't just give, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I mean, you're fine. Uh, you don't just give a, a college coach like, like Matt rule or anybody, a, a seven-year contract. So yeah, patience is definitely a, a really good word there. Now, when the pa- when the Panthers decided to extend former Tar Heel Trey Boston's contract, fans automatically assumed that the team was tanking a little bit. And I'm, and I'm only going to say that because Trey is not the quickest <laughs> safety in the world. But what are your thoughts on Boston and the Panthers' defense as of late? Yeah, I mean, the thing with Trey Boston is he really took on a, a leadership role, especially last season. He became one of those guys that, uh, especially with K1 short injured last season, Boston really became a guy that this team really looked up to. And he's always been a solid safety. You know, he bounced around a little bit. He was with the Charters. He was, he was with the Cardinals. But Carolina always seemed to be kind of where he grew, right? He was a, He started his career in Carolina, made his way back here, and really has become one of the more underrated safeties, I think, in this league. And he's already starting to show it again this year. He's one of the league leaders in tackles. Um, Again, having to just have that leadership role, especially in the secondary when you've got young guys like uh, Dante Jackson and uh, Rasul Douglas at the corners and working with Justin Burris at the safety. So he's really helped him and Shaq Thompson have really helped become uh, two of the the key cogs now of this defense, especially now that uh, there's no Luke Keekley, there's no Thomas Davis, kind of all the uh, the old stalwarts are gone. So Boston has been uh, has been the big guy and he's been uh, he's been solid. But overall, this defense is definitely going to have some growing pains. I mean, when you have uh, more or less four rookies getting some time, especially week one. You saw four rookies starting. There's going to be some bumps in the road, but I, I think the foundations are there with some of these pieces. I mean, uh, obviously, it starts with Derek Brown at the interior. Uh, you could build the defense around him and K1 Short. Uh, and then Jeremy Chin is just a, an incredible athlete. I mean, the way he's been flying around the football. I, was, I mean, I was a huge fan of his coming out of Southern Illinois. And to already see him making such an impact in in this defense is just incredible to see. So there's going to be some bumps on the road, but overall, I, I think this defense definitely is going in the right direction. Now, would you say that Panthers' offense solely was built around Christian McCaffrey, or do people not give enough credit to Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of the uh, the target of free agency too, because you saw them really go out and acquire a lot of uh, wide receivers and free agency mm-hmm. to really help Teddy Bridgewater kind of get comfortable in Joe Brady's offense. Obviously him and Brady have had a connection before spending a year in New Orleans, but going out and getting Robbie Anderson and getting Seth Roberts and a couple other of these guys really allowing Teddy to open up the offense and just have so many options, right? I mean, even uh, even the guys that were already here, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, they just surrounded Teddy with playmakers to just help get him comfortable in the offense, help him uh, just kind of continue to grow as a quarterback, especially as this being his first full year as a starter, really since that injury. And yeah, having it doesn't hurt having a running back like Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Now, obviously, that's not going to be the case for the next month or so. But I think Mike Davis is going to be fine enough to help keep the offense afloat while McCaffrey is out. But certainly Teddy Bridgewater, I thought, has played pretty well in these first two games. I thought he's controlled the offense pretty well. He's taking care of the football. So 
this is a and I think there's still obviously a lot of room to grow. I think there's room for more deep shots, but they showed the potential with that big 75 yard touchdown in week one against the Raiders. So uh, still some work to be done, but um, already some some positives to take away from these first two weeks. No doubt. And I, I certainly, well, me personally, I think that the offensive line is the most important. If I was an owner, if I was temporary, if I was anybody, I would be paying all the money to the offensive line because you're the yes. one that protect everybody and ensure Absolutely. all the playmakers. And so I still think the Panthers are struggle in that area in terms of, I just, they've never truly to me invested in some strong guys or the guys that they have, you know, can't stay on the field long enough to really get in a rhythm. No, absolutely. And I totally agree. The offensive line, uh, is where it starts and that's why it's been baffling me lately why there really hasn't been much contract talk between the Panthers and Taylor Moten because through all the shuffling and whatnot with this offensive line over the last couple of years Taylor Moten has really become an anchor on this line at right tackle and to uh if the Panthers let him walk in free agency. I mean, ultimately, I think they will resign him. But if if somehow Moten does leave, that's a huge loss because now you're probably going to be looking at replacing both your tackles because I don't know if Russell Okung is going to be back next season. Uh, Matt Paradis continues to be up and down. He can be cut next season. And then you're relying on two guards or two veteran guards right now with Dennis Daly being injured. So you've got Schofield. And you've got John Miller in there. And John Miller's a little bit banged up right now as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Maybe they're hoping that Greg Little turns into that guy that they were hoping for when they drafted him in the second round. Um, injuries obviously derailed him a little bit in his rookie season. So, yeah, I mean, there's still just so many questions. And if there's a weak spot, you know, especially on the offense and particularly on this entire team, it is definitely – the offensive line you know they still really haven't recovered from losing uh Andrew Norwell when he signed with the Jaguars and then uh, a little surprising they didn't resign Greg Van Roten who turned into a a solid guard himself he's now with the Jets um prayers for him <laughs> playing <laughs> playing with the Jets at least he's one of the solid pieces of that old line but boy that I'll just say that that Jets offense stinks so um at least he got paid by the Jets, so there's that. But they still really haven't recovered from these losses, and now they're still kind of paying for it. So hopefully Moten gets ex- his extension, but, I mean, there's – who knows? Who, right. who knows what's going to happen with this team, you know, with, with Marty Herney potentially being gone. A lot, lot of questions still remain. Absolutely. And, you know, it's obviously a dead horse, but when you think about Cam Newton and how well he's doing with the Patriots, do you – are you going to feel, and what is the temperature really in Charlotte, like the what ifs, like what could have been had we just invested in him one more year? Yeah, that you're always going to have the what ifs. Um, the money, I mean, I think they're saving a little bit of money. They're not paying as much in cash this year, mm-hmm. and especially the cap hit I don't think is as big this year for Teddy Bridgewater uh, with this three-year deal versus what I think, because I think they would have been paying Cam about $18 million or so had they decided to keep him one more year. But, you know, I understand the injury questions and it was going to be tough for all these teams. And that's why I think he had to wait so long to sign with the team because these teams really didn't get a a good look or weren't able to get a good look at his, his health status because of COVID. They really couldn't meet with him a lot closer than you would in a normal year. So it, it took him some time, but 
Yeah, a healthy Cam Newton is a really good quarterback, and we've seen that the first two weeks, the way he's been balling out for the Patriots. So um, I get why they moved on from him, and you know, you still got yourself a solid quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. The only thing you lose really is the uh, the mobility factor because Teddy's not really going to beat you with his legs, while Cam obviously still can. So, you know, is there is there some concern or? You know, the what ifs definitely are going to be there. But ultimately, I, I do also think that the future starting quarterback is still not on this roster. It would not surprise me if the Panthers are drafting high enough in 2021 that they go after one of these top quarterbacks. I don't think they're going to be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes because <laughs> I think they're going to win a couple of games to take them out of being uh, the number one pick. But Justin Fields is going to be there. Trey Lance, maybe... Uh, Maybe if you go a little lower, maybe Jamie Newman or Kyle Trask in the later rounds. Who knows? But ultimately, I think they are going to draft their uh, their quarterback of the future at some point, possibly, and like I said, very possibly next year. Absolutely. And, tr- and Jamie Newman, for me, I would strongly – I've seen him when I he played Wake Forest or when he mm-hmm. was with Wake Forest and played, a, or played against Carolina and beat the bricks off him. I was like, oh, okay, he's the real deal. <laughs> I was kind of bummed that he didn't play the season in Georgia because I'm just thinking, you know, that was the time with all the lights going. Everyone loves, of course, watching SEC football. So that mm-hmm. was, I'm, cert- I'm certain he'll uh, make it on Sundays coming up. But if you were to give season predictions, knowing how the NFC South is right now, where do you see the Panther finishing? Yeah, it's going to be a long season. I think the, these first two weeks have kind of shown it. it's going to be a bumpy road, especially last week against the Buccaneers. I mean, really, all three of the other teams in the division, I think, just outclassed the Panthers by quite a margin. Um, I mean, the Buccaneers were all over the Panthers last week, and the Saints were all over the the Buccaneers the week before. And then despite yet another blown lead, as they've now become quite accustomed to, uh, the Atlanta Falcons are, I think, a much more talented team as well than than the Panthers. So ultimately, the Panthers, I think, still finish last in this division. I think six and 10 might be their ceiling, but the main purpose I think of this season is just for development of these young players and, you know, development for Matt rule as a head coach. Cause like I said before, he's got a seven year contract because Panthers organization knew that it was going to take time to rebuild this franchise. And they knew Matt rule was the guy to do it. So I think this team's about a year or two away, but I think when you get to year like 2022, this division could be, there's for the taking because Drew Brees won't be there. Tom Brady will probably be out of Tampa Bay because I think this is only a two-year window with him and the Bucks. And then Matt Ryan isn't getting any younger. So this is a a Panthers team that can um, start to creep up on some people uh, in a year or two. Absolutely. Bill, I appreciate your time. Please remind folks of where they can find you and follow some of your work. I appreciate it, Candice. Thank you. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. I'm now with uh, All Panthers over at uh, Sports Illustrated. Excited to be jumping on with with them. I do a little bit of work over at Panthers Wire as well, and then of course uh, the good old Locked On Panthers podcast. Keeping that of keeping that running as well. Having a lot of fun over there as well. And uh, again, thank you for uh, for having me on. Really appreciate it. And uh, go heels. 
and go heels. Look forward to talking to you down the line. Make sure you follow, download, and subscribe to the podcast Locked on Tar Heels. Anytime you type Locked on Tar Heels, wherever you listen to podcasts, I promise you it'll pop up. Leave me five stars. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. You know, I wrap up the show. I thank Bill Versetti for coming on, talking to me about the Panthers, Trey Boston, and finally debunking the myth that he is anything but good energy and leadership for that team. But I have to just take a moment to say it's extremely difficult to stick to sports. You know, as a black woman, I'm finding it extremely challenging to pretend like I'm okay. I don't think that athletes can carry this load of speaking out, boycotting, encouraging to vote, trying to do your part. You know, they did put on so much for the athlete. They tell them you have to do everything and all of this. Oh, and play a professional sport and entertain me. That just seems like too much. And it's silly at this point. <laughs> Politics start at the local level. I'll reemphasize that again. Coach Mac Brown told you. Coach Roy Williams told you. It, this is what it is. It's a critical time. This is the most important election of my lifetime. You know, I've I voted for a president and other local officials three times now. Did my candidate always come up through with the victory? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't always get what I want. You're not always going to get what you want. You can't be a one-party uh, ticket person. You can't be a one-party president or one-issued president. You can't have everything you want, and that's fine. But you can also vote for intelligence. You can vote for someone who you feel like will listen to your issues and give you an opportunity to see it from your point of view. But at the end of the day, take your ass to the polls every two to four years. And that's what I'm imploring you to do this coming election season. It's critical. (laughs) I want to hear it. If nothing else, if you can't listen to me, you better listen to Coach Brown and Coach Williams and follow their steps in registering. It's so simple to do your part. It's not hard. I'm not, I'm not trying to hear it. I'm not for it. If you want to sit here and say you're listening and learning, I want you to listen and I want you to learn. If you see all these corporate people coming out with messages and all of a sudden they go ghost when real issues start to take place, question why you follow them. Where, what is your allegiance to? Like, are we really trying to make a difference? Are you actually empathizing with people who go through this on a daily? And if you're not, that's cool, but own it. <laughs> Don't BS. I saw so many people yesterday who didn't blink an eye at the Breonna Taylor situation, you know? And that just lets you realize and recognize that some people, this is just, it means nothing to them. It means nothing to do your part for your fellow man. If we've not seen that anytime, anytime we've seen it during this damn pandemic, it's so hard to pretend that it's okay because it's not. So all I'm imploring you all to do is do your part Stay safe and have a great Thursday. As always, go here. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.